Welcome everybody to Ace Field Retro. I'm here with Nick the Comic Book Nerd. As promised, we are here doing the watch along for the MLB Home Run Derby 1999 late night. So if you're joining us, pop in the chat. We'll have some conversation about uh, 1999 Home Run Derby live from Fenway Park. What's going on, Nick? Not much, man. How's everything going? I'm really excited for this tonight. Yeah, everything's going good, man. I'm happy to have you on here again. I think we're making yeah. this quite the uh, weekly tradition where we can get on here and watch some old wrestling, old baseball. Uh, who knows where it. we're going to take this? But yeah, all about happy it. to have I, you on here. Yeah, man. I had so much fun doing the Rumble from 03. I thought that was great. So I'm very excited to see where this goes. I like that it's a change of pace. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm expecting to recognize everybody hitting tonight. But uh, it's funny to think that, like, um, like the home run derby, it used to be 10 outs, right? Yeah. So the rules have changed a lot. So as we watch it live, uh, we're going to hit go together and you guys can watch along with us. It's the first video on YouTube. When you type in MLB home run derby, 1999, Chris Berman's big face is there waiting for you uh, when you hop on here. So if you're watching on demand, uh, just click along and you can watch with us. So we're not going to be doing play by play or live conversation about everything that's happening. We're having a conversation about the players and just uh, making this as if we're hanging out in the room together with you guys. Cool. Um, so before we even hit start, Nick, so you have no idea who wins no. uh, who, or who, who's even in this home run derby? No, I mean, my, my gut's telling me that, like, I used to have a poster in my room from like, remember like when you used to go to Models? Oh like, yeah. Have sport athlete posters. And at one point I had, it was like, it was like American league and national league all-stars. And if I had to guess, I'm going to see a bunch of those faces like Sammy Sosa, Ken Griffey Jr. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Like I think Mark McGuire. Um, oh yeah. Like is uh like is Jason Giambi in this? Uh, he should be. I'm not quite sure if he's actually in this one. There are there definitely will be some familiar faces. You nailed it. Uh, three out of four head on. So okay. Uh, the big players in here are definitely McGuire, Sosa, and Griffey. So gotcha. You know, a lot are going. On, a lot is going on in this uh, home run derby, and the best part about all of this is that it's at Fenway Park. So. We have oh, cool. lost our game in Fenway Park since 1999, one of the most historic fields Very cool. in MLB history. Um, and it's just – it's really cool to see – for the Home Run Derby, and it's one of the more memorable all-star games in history too where Pedro Martinez strikes out the side and he's electric, one of the best performances, uh, pitching performances in uh, all-star game history. Very cool, yeah. All right. Yeah, he doesn't he throw an immaculate inning or no? Not an immaculate inning. He does right. strike out the side though. Okay. All right. Cool. We will let's get it started this way because I know it's late here. Uh eleven twenty-two Eastern time. We are uh I'm getting home from watching the Islanders uh lose their eleventh straight game. So a brutal loss. Uh we're not gonna sit here and talk about the Islanders, although I could go off for about an hour talking about everything that needs to change uh here on Long Island with our hockey team. But uh we're talking baseball, we're talking nostalgia, and this is Ace Field Retro, and this is what we do. Uh, so we are on the 1999 Major League Baseball Home Run Derby. I'm at right now zero seconds Chris Berman's face. Yep. Nick, you want to do the countdown, I'll hit play. You ready? I am ready. All right. Three, two, one, start. You want to know what's great about this just to start, dude? I never knew that Berman even announced baseball. I mean, I don't know that he did anything more than the All-Star Weekend, but the fact that this is here is pretty cool. Yeah, he... Yeah, he was doing ESPN for a bit, and the home run derby is what he was known for. The back, 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 back. We're not going to yeah. hear that. 
but okay. that's what he does. I mean, he does it a lot here. So cool. We have Chris Berman here front and center. I'm not sure who's in the booth with him tonight. Uh, we have a log record of an hour 49. So we'll be with you guys. So Nick, hopefully you uh, had your coffee. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, so as far as nineties baseball as a kid, so that put you at what age in 1999? I was six. So were you watching baseball at that time? I probably was. The way I got into baseball is my my dad is a big baseball fan, and my grandma was a she still is a diehard Mets fan. So chances are that I ended up. Sorry, I'm just clicking around. I ended up seeing baseball in '99. I'm like trying to think of a Mets roster I would know. Um, I mean, like Piazza, I'm guessing had to be there already. And oh, '99 was a great Mets team. They went to the NLCS that year. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and then 2000 obviously was the Subway Series where they yeah. lost the, the Yanks in the World Series, but that was a good team as well. Yeah. But the 99 team was arguably better than the 2000 Met team. Okay, that's cool. I don't do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, 2000 Met team, from what I remember, I mean, that World Series was brutal, but they played the Yankees. That was 2001, right? 2000, they played the Yanks. 01, the Yanks played the Dimebacks. The so. Dimebacks, okay. You know, that um, that's a pretty good, those two years in between, for sure. Yeah, um, but I mean, that was rough to begin with. Is Piazza in his home run derby? <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't can... remember if he ever hit in one. Uh, I'm sure he did. I mean, I don't want to go back and look at it because I don't want to spoil myself. I do know who wins, but I don't know the in-betweens. I know. Okay. Because I have not watched this transparently since it aired. Like, I was 10 years old when this aired, and I remember watching it as a kid. And um, this is way before DVR, and you had to tape things like this. So, yeah. Um, we're seeing some highlights and some graphics and we have the home run derby graphic pop up. That's a cool logo. Yeah. Very neat. I like how I, you have the baseball in the corner and everything too. It's the perfect setup. Yeah. That is an eBay baseball that's on sale right now for about 60 bucks. If you want to buy it, it's a good deal. I was thinking about buying it. Not bad. Um, I think family park should definitely host a all-star game soon. I'm a huge fan of the all-star game. I think MLB does do the best job with their all-star game and showcasing yeah. their stars. Um, but the stadium plays a large part in that. Absolutely. And that's the big thing. You know, you have the green monster out there. And I'm trying to remember, Maguire was a righty, correct? Yes. Sosa was definitely a righty. I think Sosa's a switch hitter. Okay. Uh, Griffey was a lefty, yeah? Yep. You see, so I feel like in a home run derby like this, right then and there, I feel like lefties have a huge advantage. Oh, yeah. How does it work in, in Fenway when you hit a home run? It's got to go over the green monster, right? It can't just hit like that line. Oh, no. It's, oh, yeah, over the green monster. And at the time, this is before the seats were above the green monster, I believe. So, oh, wow. Um, well, I don't think we're even going to see anybody sitting on top of the green monster. Those were only as recent as, like, I don't know, 2005-ish. Wow. I didn't know that. We see Joe Morgan in the booth, too, uh, Hall of Fame second baseman for the Cincinnati Reds. Very cool. As good of a second baseman as he was, he was a horrible broadcaster. So seeing him leave uh, Sunday Night Baseball was sort of uh, a blessing in disguise. All right. Um, let me think. Is like Jim Edmonds in this, or is that too early? Jim Edmonds, Jim Edmonds was playing in 1999, but I'm not sure if he's in here. We're showing highlights right here of Piazza. Oh, I wonder if he's in this now. Yeah, so Piazza hitting a tank job against uh, the Mets, I mean against the Yanks at Shea Stadium, so... He possibly would be out oh, there. Piazza's in the wow. booth. Piazza right. is not participating in the, in the home run derby. And what a stud he looks right here. Yeah, he's got the mullet and everything, dude. And the sideburns and that little thin stash. Yeah. What a stud Piazza is. Yeah. This is before his stupid blonde days. 
that camel piss look. I don't get it, dude. Why were people into that? So we have no uh, no seats on top of the green monster. Yeah, it's crazy. We're like doing a little bit of a pregame here. We're gonna get started soon. I never knew there were no seats above it. Yeah, it took a bit. I think you know, obviously, as time went on, they're looking to capitalize of getting any money, uh, squeezing every last dollar out of the fans. Got so, you. um, yeah, that just happened to be one of the things they added. It's like similar to Wrigley, where they added those rooftop seats. I'm not yeah. sure if you're familiar with that. So. Yep. And squeezing as many people in the ballpark as possible. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, for All-Star Weekend, you have to. It's pretty smooth. Um, I'm trying to think of who else I can think of. It's like, it's like Soriano in this, dude. Soriano, 1999. I mean, I, I could uh, – you know what? Let's go through all of them right now while they're doing the – You know what? I just remember him on that poster I had. Who is – who is this here? I'll give you the lineup. So the betting favorites – uh, were Ken Griffey Jr., Jeff Bagwell, Larry Walker, Sean Green. Wow. Brian Jordan of the Atlanta Braves. I'm not even familiar with that guy's name. No. Uh, Jeremy Burnitz. Okay. Uh, John Jaha, BJ Serhoff, and then Nomar Garciaparra, who's the hometown boy. Wow. So <laughs> Garciaparra at one time was in the same sort of category as Jeter and... Um, yeah. Alex Rodriguez and he fell off because of injuries, but yeah. Wait, so you didn't say Sosa or Maguire? They're not in this. Sosa and Maguire, and I didn't say their names. I don't. Maybe you didn't. I just wasn't paying enough attention. Uh, Maguire's pictures in there too. So Maguire, okay. Griffey, Bagwell, Walker, Sean Green, Sosa, um, Brian Jordan, Jeremy Burnett's. Cool. So you, you know what I'm gonna look up? Do you remember the game, um, backyard baseball? Of course, yeah. When did that come out? I'm looking it up. Right now, guys, we are at here comes Larry Walker, 627. Larry Walker coming. And those all-star jerseys are uh, I'm not sure how I feel about them with the name on the side. What do you feel about them, Nick? Ooh. Uh, you know I'm a freak for jerseys. I do not love I do not love that the front it's vertical, but not it's vertical, but it's red sideways. I hate that. I hate that right away. But, you're a big, you know, big vest guy, though, so I'm I sure you love You know I'm a vest slot, dude. Uh, Jeremy Burnett, 26 home runs right now at the All-Star break. That's a that's a nice little feat for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. I You know what it is? I don't like that the name isn't centered and that the number isn't centered on the back. Um, but what's really cool, so I mentioned backyard baseball because when you named all the players, like this guy, Johnny ba uh, Jaha, he wasn't in it, and neither was the other guy we mentioned from the Braves. Um but this is basically the the backyard baseball lineup, which is freaking awesome <laughs> of the actual pro players. This is when the the Astros were the an NL team. BJ, dude, John Jaha and BJ Serhoff, gun to my head, would not remember who they are. No, no Couldn't idea their positions, what they did. Uh, here he is, Mister Got Milk himself, Mark McGuire. So if they're if he's second, so they showed that him and Bagwell are tied with twenty eight home runs in the NL. Is Sosa first in the NL at this point? You think with home runs? Ninety nine, I would say so. Yeah, here okay. he comes right now. Oh no, this is oh Sean Green. He later played for the Mets. Sean Green. Yeah, I remember um, he was one of those players. That I remember hearing the name. Like nobody wanted to believe me when I was like, oh, he was good at one point. And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, he was. And he. I right, hear Sosa. Thirty two home runs, Lee's ah, major. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 
Who ended the year as the home run leader? Do you know? That's a good question. I literally was just thinking about that. I'm going to pull up the 1999 uh, final stats. I mean, this is only the NL, so I guess we'll see the AL and see who's coming in hot for that side. But Well, he's leading the league, so. Okay. All right, so let's see. So Griffey is 29. He's second in the AL. Dude, even before we even move to like the offensive stats, Sammy Sosa, Andrew Jones, John Olerud, J- Jeff Bagwell, and BJ Suroff all played 162 games each. Didn't wow. take a game off. It's amazing. That's unheard of. It's an iron horse, man. Uh, Jeff Bagwell uh, led the league in run score at 143. Wild. Wow. Sammy Sosa had 397 total bases. Really? Mark McGuire finished the year with 65 home runs. So he was a leader, okay. Sammy Sosa, 63. Ken Griffey, 48. Rafael Palmero, 47. And Andrew Jones with 45. Wow, okay. Crazy. Um, yeah, I feel like out of all these players, like Garcia Parra doesn't belong. I know I read I read a book on Derek Jeter. He was a big part of writing it as well. I remember him talking about Nomar and how he always said Nomar was the better of them. Um, but then the injuries, of course, took place. But like looking at these names and everything, I almost feel like Nomar Garcia Parra doesn't belong, you know? Well, I mean, his, uh, historically, probably not because he didn't live up to the hype and injuries shortened his career to a point where – he couldn't keep up with the growth of both A-Rod and Jeter and all the young players that happened throughout the 90s. Yeah. Um, let's just take note of that, the 1999 commercial in here. With yeah, Cal this is Rifkin really Jr. cool. Cal Rifkin Jr., it's A sick. Century 21 commercial. If you guys are watching this right now, this is this is some stuff right here. I, I'm so glad that someone took the time to put this on YouTube. Yeah, this is dope. I wasn't expecting to see commercials. Yeah, me either. I was happy to find that the I knew the full home run derby was because uh, transparently as, you know, the baseball fanatic I am, I do watch. I just pop these on when I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I'll either put full games on. I look at the playlist, and they have a lot of historic games. And uh, the home run derbies are something I always look through as well. Very cool. Um, that last commercial with the U.S. women's soccer team, that's cool to see that, like, obviously in today's day and age, we have a ton of Hank Aaron throwing at the first pitch. This is cool. Yeah, RIP died last year, so. Yeah. Um, it's cool seeing the women's U.S. national soccer team because, like, in today's day and age, obviously they're just so huge in sports in general and female sports. So that's really cool to see. Oh, and how great they are too with the yeah, exactly. Like you know, they're at, just churning out national championships. Yep, exactly. Hank Aaron is very sprightly right here. He's yeah, he's moving he's around pretty well. good. It's crazy. So this is what this is twenty-two years ago, twenty-two and a half years ago. Yeah, I mean. Every swing is either a home run or an out. League challenge, 5 and out, 5 AL, 10 outs each, top four advanced, second round, 10 outs, top two, final round. Oh, final round is only five outs. Damn. Yeah, the home run derby is completely different now. Yeah, now it's – I mean, it's it's exciting and electric now, but, you know, I mean, there are some guys who go up there, and it's kind of like they're just kind of like throwaways, you know, but – yeah, they uh they definitely changed the rules because of what happened with Josh Hamilton in two thousand eight. Yeah, where he just like wore himself out and he wound up not winning. I think it was Justin Morneau who wound up winning the whole thing, uh, but he wore himself out to the point where, like, the best the best guy didn't win. Right, exactly. They're trying their best to make sure the best home run hitter does win. Yeah, exactly. 
I mean, I like the way they do it today. I feel like after watching this, I'll probably, I'd probably like it better this way, but I'll have to tell you by the end. Showing dimensions. It looked like we we're about to get underway at Fenway Park. Scary, dude. That left field, that right field porch is so short. Have you ever been to Fenway Park? I have not. I've had tickets there like two or three times, and I've never gone. I've been there a few times. I've seen a few games there. It is a beautiful park. As even as a Yankee fan, you got to admit, I'm a sucker for historical stadiums. So I hold Wrigley Field and Fenway Park in the highest esteem. I think they're two of the most wonderful stadiums. And just to sit there and feel the history that took place in those buildings, um, it's second to none. And yeah. I think Fenway Park, they've done a good job of transcending into the future, but also keeping the past a part of them. And that's what's disappointing about when you go to Yankee Stadium or, I mean, you can even yeah. say City Field, as beautiful as those stadiums are, mm-hmm. history's gone. Right, exactly. Here's Larry Walker. They just retired Larry Walker's number in uh, Coors Field this year. So, um, sort of appropriate. I was at Coors Field uh, during uh, the last season yeah. in July. Super cool. Larry Walker taking the first pitch. Let's see if this guy bombs him out. Let's see. Keep in mind, this is known as one of the best home run derbies in history. So we may see some uh, some fireworks here, Nikki. Yeah. All right. So the top four guys make it. I'm going to take – I'll go so some. I know it's kind of cheap, but I'm going to go so some. Oh, right down the pesky pole. Wow. I'll go so Any, Oh, it, just, it barely hit the fence over there. Look at the camcorder shillings holding. Holy crap. Yeah. Very cool. So now then – like, you know how now, like, the guys pick their pitchers usually, which I love? I want to know who's pitching. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who that is. That's a good point. Big hook shot there. Uh, three quick outs for Larry Walker. Or is it two? Yeah, it's two. Yeah, he's got to sit oh, back. Oh, that's a home run. That, that oh, you see, that's, that, hook, that hooked around the pole. Oh, wow. It's interesting to see some of the logos. Like, the old Orioles logo is... To me, I like I love the cartoon Oriole they have now, but yeah. that the I guess the the bird natural itself. looking bird that's on their hat, I love that that as well. Do you? Okay, yeah. I was on the Orioles on like a little league team. It was not my thing. You don't like any of their uniforms? The Orioles? Yeah. Well, we wore like just an orange shirt that said like North Shore Little League and you had a number on the back. But the what about hat, the hat? Do you like hat. do you like the cartoon hat or do you I like... like the cartoon hat a lot? I have that one for uh I'm looking at my hat list right now. Your there boy Adam he's sitting back a little. That's another shot for Larry Walker. He has two home runs right now, five outs. I do not see my Orioles hat, of course. <laughs> I've seen you wear it, I believe you it's here. Yeah, no, nah, I know. My Adley hat. That's what I call it. Um Larry Walker is finally sitting back on some pitches and straightening out his swing, and it's going to make a huge difference here, I bet. He pulled Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire looking on with uh, pretty amused. Yeah. I love during the All-Star game, especially during the Summer Run Derby, of course, like in general, the players on the sidelines. I love that with their kids, with fans, whatever it is. That's like one of my favorite things to see in sports and All-Stars, you know? And, and the spirit of that is still exists today. It's It obviously looks much different, and – how they're capturing the moment looks a lot different. Like a lot of guys have their phones in their hands and all that, Yeah, but it feels the same. I mean, essentially what we're watching is still happening today. Just the rules are a little bit different today. Yeah. Larry Walker, not looking great right now. No, I mean, who knows if he'll come back. Um, 
I mean, I, I already get the feeling that we're not going to see home runs like we do like this year. You know, Mancini hit like 20-something or 30 in the last round or something. I mean, or close to the second to last round. And obviously, I'm guessing we're not going to see anything like that. But Wow. Two home runs for Larry Walker. That's crazy. Wow. Do you remember how many of the winner hits in this? I really – I don't, dude. Like, I didn't watch this until – oh, Stuart Scott, RIP, man. This guy's a oh, legend. The man. Um, I haven't watched this since I was a kid. So oh, I'm no ultimately... way. Oh, yeah. So this is this is the first time I'm experiencing this. I do know who wins, but everything from how we get there to the end, not sure. So okay, I'm experiencing with you um, as if it's the first time. Very cool. Yeah, look at this ball hook, dude, the way he hits it. You know what I have a lot of respect for in this? Watching his swing. The two-handed follow-through. Oh, yeah. Big two-handed follow-through guy. Good mechanics and everything that way. Looks like Nomar will be heading up next. And Nomar, Nomar like... Did Nomar ever win a ring there? Yeah. Nomar never won a ring with the Red Sox he now. He didn't. Wow. He honestly... You know what? Hold on. I might be... He might have been on the 4 roster, but didn't play. Let me see. I'm trying to remember... I would say he wasn't on the roster. You think he was a Dodger by that point? Yeah, I think at that point, I would, I want to say he was gone by 2002, 2003. Let's see. Yeah, no, he never never had a World Series ring. He was traded by the 2004 season. Okay. Um, actually, correction, he was traded during the 2004 season. Oh, no. <laughs> so he wasn't on the final 04 roster, but he was traded to the Cubs at the trade deadline. So oh, the Cubs, that's right, not the Dodgers. I think he did play for the Dodgers, too. So I, you're right. I just remember the blue and white uniform, and I thought Dodgers for some reason. Um, and because, like, jokingly, my brother was like a Nomar fan. Um, not really. He didn't really know any better, but he liked the Red Sox for beating the Yankees. Um, but I think we went, we were at a game at Shea Stadium, and my uncle had like ridiculous seats, like right behind home plate. Yeah. And then, like, we didn't respect them, me and my brother, you know, with like my dad and my grandma. And it was a great game, but I think we were there, and I think Nomar was on the Dodgers. Cause remember the Dodgers ripping up the Mets that day? Yeah. Nomar was an exciting player, and like one of those players that you wonder what could have happened if he would have stayed healthy. Yeah. And the Red Sox are one of those teams that um, they don't hold on to legacy players. They don't give you a contract based on what you did. And I sort of respect them for that reason, because, you know, look at a guy like Johnny Damon. They recognize, you know, his best years were behind him. We're not going to pay him for what he did. Yeah. Yeah. You broke the curse in 04. You helped us get there. We'll let you walk to the Yankees. No problem. They did the right. same thing with Kevin Euclid. Um I guess you can make the ex exception for or wow over the mountain. Crushed. I guess you can make the exception for David Ortiz, but Ortiz made them look really smart when he had his best season yet in his in his final goodbye season. So yeah. But the Red Sox do a good job of like you know what cutting ties. They don't do the nostalgia thing. Like, but the Yanks should Jeter have gotten the contract his last year the way you know the biggest contract that he got in his career. At the end, probably not, but the Yankees knew that they had to because of the fact that it's Derek Jeter. Yeah, exactly. It's a household name. You can't lose that, which I was okay with, and I'm for Oh, it. man, ripping him. 
Yeah. Uh, did that go out? I think that was fair. Oh, it was out. Oh, it wasn't. It was out. Wow. What's your sort of takes of watching this? Obviously, we're 20, 20 years removed from this. Holy crap, you hit that out. This level of baseball and this style of baseball. What's your initial take? Like, how does it compare to today's game? So, like I already mentioned about the swings, I love that. Um, I think looking at the players and, like, the accessories, like, so far, I don't remember if Helton had batting gloves. Nomar has his team color wristbands on, which I am always big for. Like I've said to you before on other podcasts we've done together, like when Cespedes came to the Mets, he wore that stupid green armband. I think that was stupid. I hate that Acuna yeah. wears the yellow one. I think that's stupid. Young Jeter. Gold is in the – wow. He's so young. Um, I do understand the gold and the Braves with it. Um, I do have to ask you, was this during the steroid era? Oh, 100%. This is right in yeah. it. Um, I mean, obviously that has a lot to do with it too. I mean, I'm not saying players don't use today. Like there's definitely players getting away with it today, if I had to guess. But um, now that you say that, looking at the lineup, I have a feeling that some of these guys, if Nomar is crushing these, and I've never heard of Nomar using steroids or anything, but then again, until I watched Once Upon a Time in Queens, I didn't know half the things that went on with the Mets. Um, but he's only had two with seven outs again. Crazy. Um, I said, I said he was going to be the throwaway guy. It's weird to watch because when we watch today's, like we're so used to seeing guys just hit 15 to 20 home runs in one round. Right. Exactly. And I think that's what I was saying is like the clock has a lot to do with that. You know, that's why I asked you earlier too. Like, do you remember how many the total is going to be for the winner? Um, is that gone? It was just short. Um, because I'm wondering if like nine could win it, you know, for the whole thing. Do you find this more exciting with the fact that there's, I guess the names and stuff, or would you rather there be more home runs like there are today? No, I do like this a lot better, especially because like these are big names that like carry teams, obviously, where sometimes today, like um, I come trying to think like uh, like Trey Mancini, love the guy, great story, and like was not expecting him to crush it in the home run derby. Whereas, um, you know, even when Yoannis Cespedes won it, besides the fact that like Big Poppy told everybody to watch out for this guy, I was like, I know you have a good arm. I know you can hit from uh, Oakland, but overall, it's like I didn't know this guy. Where these guys, like, I know all of these guys are great ball players. They're team leaders, and they can crush the ball. Where, like, in today's day, like, I'm trying to think of other people who have recently been in the Derby. You know, some of them, it's just like, oh, like, I don't actually know you, you know, or something like that. So Yeah. It seems like to, like around today, like 1999, as I'm talking about, we're watching this live. Um it seems like the best players in baseball wanted to do the Derby. Absolutely. Now it doesn't seem like the best home run hitters want to do the Derby. Yeah. I think this year, especially, I think COVID had a big part to do with that. I know they used a lot of reserve players this year for the whole, for the all-star game in general. Um, you know, and I feel like during the all-star game, a lot of the time you see a lot of players like get subbed out early and makes sense. You know, they go through like nine pitchers sometimes. It's just, it's fine. It's cool. I get it, you know, but like, I feel like in a day like this in 1999, like, it makes me want to watch the All-Star game and see, like, oh, are the pitchers being, are the players being switched out every couple of innings or are, like, some of these guys going in for the long haul, you know? Yeah. 
to be. And here comes Jeremy that. Burnett. So that is a weird Milwaukee logo. I'm not sure if I'm even familiar with it. Dude, when I saw that and I saw M, I'm like, ooh, is that the Mariners? And then I was like, I remember him being on Milwaukee, but. This is the weird time in between, I guess, where like the glove, the blue and yellow glove logo and then the yeah. wheat logo. Yeah. So what a weird. I love that blue and yellow glove logo, especially because like it took me a while to realize that it literally says M and a B. Oh, Burnett's off to a hot start right here. Yeah, dude. See, the lefties have to have the advantage. I gotta say that I'm gonna see Griffey win this thing, dude. If I I don't remember watching much of Ken Griffey um, Jr. Unfortunately, my older brother was a huge huge fan of his. We have like a bunch of his baseball cards and stuff, and like those ones that have like the cards that have like part of a jersey in it, which are super cool. Yeah, the relics are really cool. Yeah, but uh, you know, I always remember hearing how great Griffey was in general, but. Baseball back then wasn't like it is today, man. Like you and me, we watch the MLB network. We can watch four games at once. You know, I feel like to watch like out of town teams, like it wasn't something you could do often back then. So like, I didn't see much of Ken Griffey Jr. You know? Right. No, definitely. And it's, it's sort of, I don't know. It's, it's conversation, conversation inducing to go back and look at the young players that existed today in the stars and comparing them with the stars today. Right. And I know that nostalgia, sometimes you look at it with rose colored glasses, but I feel like there's more stars in baseball now. And I think that there's more personalities in baseball now. Like they're the players we're seeing here in the home run derby and even sitting on the side over here. Yeah. Yeah. They're great players, hall of famers even, but the personalities we have in baseball, they go all throughout the, all, all throughout the teams. And it doesn't really matter what market they're in. Absolutely. You even go with like Cincinnati last year with Mark, uh, Nick Castellanos, one of the most polarizing figures in baseball, and he plays for Cincinnati. No one really even talks about him. Yeah, exactly. That's the crazy thing. And I think the big thing is, like you said about mold, the All Stars in general. Like looking at this, like I don't know that I could name another Milwaukee Brewer from this year, but you look at the Reds in general, and I could probably tell you their starting lineup. Like, yeah. You know, so I think that makes a huge difference. Like even the Rockies then, like I'm trying to think of who else could be a Rocky at the time, but I just don't know. Um, so I think that I think what you said holds true for sure. You know, you have players on the teams that in the home run derby or in the all-star game in general, and you just know more of those players and more of their teammates instead of in this. Like, you know, I think that's why, like when I was telling you about those posters I had, like, you know, I think there was a reason these guys look at Pedro so young. Yeah crazy dude he um jeremy burnett's has a beautiful swing wow he's killing it right now yeah what's up pure gossip how you doing dude oh we got some comments in the chat yeah if you just click comments on the right they pop up if you click it it'll pop up on the screen uh my favorite comic book I, it's somewhere buried in the box dude sorry i wish so not a huge like I only like comic books through Nick and I do like the Marvel movies and I like watching, you know, I love all the superhero movies and stuff. So um I would go whatever Nick says is my far as far as what my favorite comic book is. <laughs> I, I do enjoy like Spider-Man though. So Nick, you have any uh, Spider-Man comics? So I'm not a big Spider-Man dude in the in the comic book world, I'll tell you that. Why much. why is that? We get we have plenty of time to talk about it if you want no, to. I know. Um I just not into the older Spider-Man. Like, so I tried reading some old ASMs, the amazing Spider-Man. I was into the show as a kid, the amazing Spider-Man. Um, and then just relating it to 
today is just different. Plus, I am not a Tom Holland guy. Six home runs, excuse me, is the leader. I feel like that could be enough to get into the final. Look, yeah, I mean, judging by the last two guys, I had only two home runs. That was, I know. And to think if there's 10 guys, that was number three. And I said that I called Griffey, Sosa, and McGuire making it too. Maybe he could be number four with six. That's pretty cool. I'm definitely going to go – I'm going to start searching for that Milwaukee Brewers hat. I kind of – I want it for the collection. I have, like, yeah. every other Brewers hat. That's cool. I didn't know that. Um, But, yeah, Spider-Man comics in general, like, a recent comic book was called Nonstop Spider-Man. That lost my interest quick. Um, They did a What If series. I don't know if you watched that show on Disney Plus, Steve, What If. It's pretty cool. Uh, Yeah, I, d- I definitely dabbled, and it. it was pretty cool. Yeah, Um. So they were writing a comic book. It's like, what if Spider-Man never gave up the Venom symbiote? And even, and I'm a huge Venom guy, diehard Venom guy. And that lost my interest quick, too. Um, even Miles they're Morales. Spreading, the other they're spreading the canon too thin where they're like trying to... There's been a million movies. There's been about four or five different Spider-Mans that play the characters. Do you think it's just spread too thin or is it just... No, that's not it for me. My big thing with the movies, um, my big thing with the movies, I'm like I said, Tom Holland just isn't my guy. I think Tom Holland is a great Peter Parker. I don't think he's a great Spider Man, as crazy as that sounds. Um, like I grew up obviously like you did, but Toby Maguire, and it's not even that it's spreading it too thin, you know, it's the different companies taking it over, and you know, Sony and Fox, and now Disney has Spider Man, which is huge. Um, and with Spider Man coming out in like 12 days, you know, I'm super excited for that. Um, almost like I'm a hundred percent. Um, I'm almost a hundred percent as excited for it as I was for Ender's Endgame. John Jaha, I, I don't remember this guy, dude, dude. I gotta look up his numbers because I don't know this guy either. Yeah, what position does he play, dude? I, I swear, like, this guy could be behind me in the grocery store, I wouldn't know who he is. Yeah. The original A's hat, big guy, big fan. Well, not the original fans. You have the original A's hat, right? That is a great hat. You have the Kansas City Athletics hat? I do have that hat as well, yep. Yeah, that's a great hat. (laughs) He wants to be a part of the video so badly. Yeah. Uh, So John Jaha finished his career with 141 home runs, which is pretty remarkable. Um, retired in 2001. So he started his career in Milwaukee, played from 92 to 1998 in Milwaukee, and then eventually got traded to Oakland okay. where he had his best year yet, 1999. Um, he finished the year with 35 home runs, 111 RBIs this year. And that was by far his best year. I mean, he did have a great year in 96 where he had 34 home runs, 118 but his average was nowhere near as as good in 1999. So Ted Williams, so sick, dude, being interviewed in the stands. Um, you ever hear like the rumor that they froze Ted Williams' head and that he's waiting to be like his family wants him to be, I guess, rejuvenated when the technology is there, similar to like what they have Walt Disney and like cryogenic, whatever, frozen in in some lab somewhere. I have never heard that. Um, I will find you the article quick and text you. As, as I, I remember the Walt Disney one because I watched a thing on Netflix about that, and I thought that was terrifying. It almost sounds like you ever watch Futurama, 
how like all the celebrities we know today are in like tanks with their heads just talking in a museum. Um, I mean, I don't think that's ever really. Yeah, happen. exactly. So this is I sent you the the link in your uh, on your phone. So Scottsdale cryonics facility, the home of Ted Williams head hopes frozen dead people will live again. And they're hoping to attach his brain to a robot. Wow. So maybe the best hitter of all time will be with us again and will be at the 2099 World Series. Uh, yeah, that's home scary. He just hit his first home run with seven outs. This is not going to be his uh, his event, I bet. Yeah, John Jaha, um, I'm really impressed with his numbers. I know he was like playing in knee-deep in the steroid era, but uh, some impressive numbers. It sounds like it. Um, I do love that he's trying to go dead center, which good for him because trying to get over the green monster isn't going to work. I mean, he's not even putting him out of dead center, but still. You want to know something I really like about this, Steve? I am, because of my career working in the hospital and seeing falls and seeing people get hit and stuff, I hate in the all-star derby, all-star home run derby uh, recent years, you've got like 30 kids swarmed trying to catch a fly ball. Yo, they get, someone gets wrecked every year. That's the thing. Like it hits off the thumb of a glove and glove and, oh, Jeff Bagwell is going to be number four in this dude. That's, that's my bet. Um, I might actually take him to win this. Um, seeing that there's only like a handful of kids out there catching these fly balls makes me feel better. Like I'm not like anxious for the high fly balls that don't make it, you know? That's true. Every year there's some, there's some person that looks like they tear their ACL out in the outfield. Yep, exactly. It always looks terrifying. So we have, you said Jeff Bagwell coming up, right? Yeah. So this is before the Astros move over to the AL, which I believe is like two. I mean, I don't know the exact year, but it was like 2010 ish. Yeah. The Astros didn't have as much juice as they have now. Like they were almost like a boring franchise when they were in the NL. Oh yeah, I, I bet. I bet. and look at those uniforms too. Like I, I love their uniforms now, and I was a big fan when they went back to the retro uniforms. But that, that star logo sort of aged well. Yeah, I think so too. I liked it with the like the red maroon jersey. I always liked that one a lot. Yeah. So I don't know. I love that hat. I would love to see them wear that as like maybe a throwback or something. I want to see them wear the vest as the throwback, dude. The gray or the white. You are a big vest guy, bro. I know, dude. The black shirt underneath with the white vest. Beautiful. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Who's the best vest? Who has the best vest in all baseball right now? Playing today or like in general overall? We'll go today and then then overall forever. I'm trying to think of teams that even wear vests today. I know the Pirates I can think of do. two. I think Pittsburgh and Colorado definitely wear them. I know Texas wears a vest as well. Oh. Uh, if I had to pick today, I would go Colorado. I think we've talked about that. What a swing. The one You like the black thing. vest that they wear? Yeah, just because I don't think the Pirates one is nice. I don't like – I don't – I'm not a yellow guy. <laughs> don't you own the – don't you own the Colorado Rockies vest? I don't. I've been wanting for years and – my brother's always on the look at it for my birthday and stuff. I'm a big fan of the Diamondbacks Randy Johnson home vest, the white one. Ooh. Big one. And I like I like it with the pinstripes. Listen, my- you had me there a little. I kind of agree with you with the purple. The purple the pur- and like. Purple undershirt with yeah. the white vest, dude. And the purple hat. Come on. I definitely, I definitely see where you're coming from there. I, I'm not a big vest guy because 
how do you wear that as a fan? You can't go to a game where, I mean, I guess you could just always come equipped with the undershirt, mm -hmm. but. So, so look at this. So think about it now, like the Diamondbacks jerseys today are the Astros jerseys of yesterday, right? The colors. Yeah, it blew my mind. I just got an ad on my video. Did you oh, get the same ad? Are you going to skip it in three seconds? Oh, so we have to do the – I doesn't have the option to skip it. I Right now it's like vodka seltzer. Okay, I skipped it and I just paused. I'm at 36.13. Tell me when you're back. Okay, I'm at 36.14. Okay, go. Go. Um. Yeah, I didn't think of that until just now. I saw the – thought about the Astros jerseys and how now they're the Diamondbacks because I loved the I mean I'm not a purple purple guy but like I like the idea of the black Diamondbacks hat with the snake making the D like that's cool that's a cool logo yeah that's a good hat I don't understand why they went with the red and black when they had the purple and the turquoise and the gold cornered it's one of the only they're the only team in baseball that had those colors and instead they joined the fray of Every other team that has red and black. I know it's yeah. a different variation of red and black, but yeah, he's crushing these. That's four in a row, dude. He's at five with five. Jeff Bagwell so is into the landing. The fans had to chase it in like the uh, like the open area. Oh, the loose pinky. You see that? Oof. On the handle. So when he holds the bat, his like bottom hand, which he follows through with one hand, which makes this kind of crazy. I want to see his hands close in the follow through. So when he holds it, his hands aren't lined up. His pinky is out, and his ring finger. So I wonder if when he swings, does he let go and let it slide to his middle finger for power? I want right. to see this. I'm hoping to see if they'll show it. So Jeff Bagwell, let's go over his career while he's up here before he makes 10 outs. Let's see. Jeff Bagwell is a Hall of Famer, as we know. Um, let's take a look at his career stats and just go through them a little bit just to pay him some respect because I don't think he gets the respect he uh, really deserves. No one really talks about him. You know why I think nobody talks about him? Because I feel like when you think about the Diamondbacks back then, besides him, because I'm sorry, the Astros, not the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I was going to say that, but I know what um, you meant. You don't know any other Astros, you know? Like, that's the thing. They were one of those teams that I feel like wasn't ever involved. Well, him and Craig Biggio. Craig Biggio from yeah. the town, New York, Long Island represent. But, yeah, you're right. And then I guess Nolan Ryan, too, was in the mix a little bit, and Clemens and all those, all those guys. But – like as far as position players is Biggio and Jeff Bagwell doing their thing. Yeah. Wow, um, so for sure. Jeff Bagwell uh, called up 1991, played almost a full season, retired in 05. Um, if I told you the number 550 for home runs over under, what would I, what would you say? Uh, in 14 years, I'm just kind of fast mathing. I'm going to say under. Yeah, finished with 449 home runs. Wow. With 1529 RBIs. That's insane. A, a career batting average of 297, so just below 300. He had a stretch there from 98 through 2000 where he batted 304, 304, 310. And in 1994, in the shortened season when uh, obviously the season was canceled, mm -hmm. batted 368. Wow. So, you know, he definitely did not benefit from the MLB locking out and canceling the World Series. Yeah. So something I always look at when you look at, like we were talking about, like why wasn't, you know, why doesn't his name get thrown around often? I think a big thing is when you look at players like this and you see 
There. Oh, come on. Show me his bottom hand. Oh, see, now he went with the two hand. Wow. This catch review was revolutionary at the time. It's still pretty cool. Yeah. Um, when you hear he has almost 450 home runs career and only like 520 RBIs, I think that's right. That's what you said. Uh, RBIs. 1529, like 1529. Oh, 1, oh, right. Never mind. I scratch everything I was just saying. <laughs> he uh he finished with 32 triples, which is impressive, 488 doubles. Wow. And then 2314 hits, so not quite 3,000 hits. Wow. I feel like he probably would have been able to play much longer. 2005, yeah, he was on that World Series. They didn't win the World Series in 05. They went to the World Series. He was on that roster, only played 39 games. So I'm curious what happened that year and what made him retire. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's – I mean, I feel like – I mean, 14 years is a long time. And then you look at players today who just, like, don't retire. Like, like um, Pujols just continuing to hang on. Yeah, exactly. Like we were even talking about it last time with the wrestlers and how, you know, I told you I've been watching the Broken Skull sessions and Stone Cold told The Undertaker, like, you went out at the perfect time. Like, you knew you were done and nobody got to tell you. You just chose it in a way. And I always, I always respected that. Well, if you go back, though, like, I don't want to start a whole conversation about Taker, but and I'm a huge Taker fan. But if you look at his last few matches, he sort of made a mockery of himself. And I think if he could have taken back the Goldberg match, yeah, uh, there's a few matches that he had that were just like, dude, even the last Lesnar match, you know, not a great showing for him. Right. And like in comparison, when used correctly, look at a guy like sting in AEW. he looks great. And he definitely should not be moving around the way he's able to move around. Right. right. So I'm sure there's a piece of like Mark Calloway sitting at home watching sting go through and be able to uh, team with Darby and have great matches and yeah. do sunset flips with FTR and takers like, wow, why couldn't I be utilized that way? Yeah. That like, hat really is gorgeous. Yeah. I dude, I really, I'm about to order that Orioles hat. I'm a big fan of the Oriole one too. Shit. BJ Serov. All right, let's look this guy up. Cause again, another guy that in a grocery store, yeah, you'd walk right past him. Oh, no doubt. BJ Serhoff. Let's see what he did for Oof, his career. Dude, he just hit a grounder through the infield. I mean, I know it happens, but with 10 outs. Crazy. All right, so BJ Serhoff uh, broke into the major leagues 1987 with the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, retired in 2005 with the Baltimore Orioles. If I said over under 150 home runs, would you say over or under? 150 in X years. I'm going to say under because they just showed his career high was 22 before this year, and this year he was already at 20, but that's still a lot of ground to make up, dude. I'm going to say under 150. You would be wrong, my friend. He had 188 home runs on his career. Wow, okay. Um, He finished with... 1,153 RBIs, a career batting average of 282, and on base of 332. Um, he played for 19 years, so kind of compiled the stats. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, his highest ever total for home runs on the season would be this year, 1999, with 28. So the year prior was 22. So, I mean, I'm not saying he's a steroid guy, but he might be the product of yeah. steroid error for sure. Yeah. Ooh, get that out. Oh, not even close. Oh, close. The, these lefties are not taking advantage of the short porch, dude. Um, Walker did when he batted first up, um, but he was hooking too soon. I wonder if like a lot of the other lefties in this ended up thinking like, oh, I shouldn't swing too early. He ends with two also. Um, Jeremy Burnett's still leaving, leading with six. Crazy. Dude, if, if he wins, I'm going to die. I'm going to go nuts. I have no idea. It's just crazy to watch the format that it's not conducive to hitting a lot of home runs because yeah. even if you like hit a ball square, you can line drive it against the wall and it's an out. And I'm not saying that's not the case. I'm pretty that's sure you're doing everything in this in this era of home run derby that even if a pitch gets thrown past you, it's an out. Right. I may be wrong though. Like if you don't swing at something, I think it's an out. Uh, I don't. Now we have to watch. I don't think so, but we have to watch because I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that's why they swing at everything. Like, if you <laughs> take a pitch, it's an out. Nuts. Um, I'm trying to think. I know. So, Sammy Sosa was an outfielder, yeah? Yeah. Mark McGuire was a first baseman. Yep. So was Walker. Walker played first base, yeah. Um, Because I look at it and, like, you know, we always think power hitters are typically first baseman, if you're asking me at least. Compared to today's day and age where you see power at every position across the board sometimes. Larry Walker, I apologize, Colorado Rocky fans that are watching. He's a right fielder. Oh, another outfielder. Okay, wow. Yeah, But still, that's um, a power hitting position. Outfield, sure. I think outfield can be, absolutely. Um, and it's crazy because, like, uh, looking at, like, the body type of these guys is crazy, too. Like, Mark McGuire, like, you know he can't play any other position but first base. Like, oh, he's no. not going to move well. Where Sammy Sosa, you know, is like a full-blown athlete. Um, oh, here comes the man right here. Yeah. Career home runs. He's sitting 17th. He ended with like 650, you said, and he's at 485 now. Wow. So to start the conversation a little bit about the lockout and like Sammy and Mark McGuire saved baseball post-lockout because 1994 – when they canceled the World Series, and this is applicable to today in the conversation we're having, but that ball is smacked. Wow. Oh, my. First so one. You, you definitely alienate a lot of fans when you sit there and millionaires are arguing with billionaires and they're not going to play. And we heard Alicia in our episode that I think will go down famous forever uh, for her rants and um, – she was angry as a fan is because you're watching foul third deck. Sorry. Keep going. Two sides argue over lots and lots of money when the fan just wants to go and watch baseball. Right. Um, and if baseball decides to not come to an agreement or they both remain stubborn and they, they can't get to the table together and come to some level of an accord that they play baseball starting in April, we're going to be in trouble because of the fact, or th not us as fans will be disappointed, but baseball will be in trouble because the only thing that brought it out of the abyss was 
the steroid era, and you want to blame these guys for making a mockery. First of all, I got an ad here. Do you Me have an too, ad? Yeah. Well? Okay. It's a State Farm ad. I'm not sure. If... Um, I did not notice what the first one was. I'm skipping the second one. It's The Walking Dead. Okay, and I am at 47.31 and playing. I right, go. Cool. Okay. It took that level of chemical enhancement to bring baseball back from the depths of death. Yeah. And I'm not sure if they have the ability to bring it back. I guess you can load the ball up and you could put different pieces in place to get people back to make the game exciting. And I'm not sure if the players are exciting enough to bring them back. And once you're in the door, a guy like Tatis and Castellanos and Mookie Betts, they're exciting players to watch. Yeah. But if you continue to burn fans, unlike 1994, there are more options today that you don't have to just rely on cable TV to get your entertainment. There's the internet, there's streaming options. You can watch anything you want. There's video games at the tip of your fingers. You have your phone, you have Instagram, you have TikTok. Baseball is competing with a lot more than just sports at this time. Right. So you can't take for granted the fact that you have to stay in the front psyche of people. And if you drop into the backdrop because you're arguing over money, you're losing much more money than you would be giving up by just coming to an agreement where both sides lose a little bit. Right. And that's easy for me to say because I'm not the one giving up millions of dollars of some, you know, financial kickbacks that you're getting from TV deals. But you need to see the forest through the trees, bro. Like you, you can't sit there and cancel the season. You can't even cancel any games. Right. Because people are going to be sick to their stomach and not want to watch the product. Right. Exactly. You can't lose. You can't let the people lose hope. I think that's a big part of it. That guy just ate shit running after that ball. <laughs> Dude, Mark McGuire is, you know what? Unbelievable. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Um, he, he's been ripping these inside pitches and he cannot get around fast on the outside pitches. I would love to know the weight of that bat, dude. So the year prior when he broke Roger Maris' oh home run record God. for a single season. Yeah. I remember when it transcended just life in general, because my parents who are not huge sports fans were videotaping his at bats to watch him break the record. I can't even imagine anything in baseball that would happen today that would make anyone that's a casual fan care. Yeah. Um, Mark McGuire is killing it right now. He's putting out a show. Yeah. Out of the whole thing. Jeez. Oh, look at all the people outside of right field. Oh, man. That's dangerous. Oh, absolutely, because you never know when that ball's coming. He just went down and got that one, dude. That was a low pitch. So just for you guys that are watching at home, and if you're watching on demand, we're at 5019 right now. Mark Gar is putting on a show, and I recommend turning on YouTube to watch along with us. It's this right here is just worth watching. You even watch some of these guys on the on the side that are just in awe. You know what's cool too? Was that an out, by the way? Because he, he took the pitch. It was not an out, no. Okay. Did he just go center field? Oh, that's gone. Wow. Dead center. Do you think we're going to see a home run sort of upsurgeon like like we've seen here? Like it doesn't have to be steroids, but like the juice ball. You think that would make baseball Dude, more popular than it is? I think you already. I think we already saw the juice ball, man. I think a couple of years ago it was just something was different, you know. And you know, I hate to say it, I hate to see it, but 
you know, some no-name dudes were whacking the ball, and it was like, what the hell is happening here? And I think it ruined a lot of the game. You know, I don't think you're going to – I mean, wow. He's hitting it to the same spot out of the entire park oh, over yeah. and over again right now. Those people didn't even buy tickets to the game. They were just on the street behind yeah, Elon Rodriguez, fucking pudge, dude. <laughs> um, Somehow that guy gets in the Hall of Fame. Like, I'm pretty sure he was tied with steroids all over the place. Which whatever, got in the Hall of Fame. So that sort of set the precedent. Like a guy like A. Rod and David Ortiz should be in the Hall of Fame if he is, right? Yeah, I would think so. Oh, they took the bat, switched it out. That's funny. That's really funny. Um, you know, I think there's always, I think the juiced bowl is always going to be a factor for the rest of our lives, unfortunately. Um, and I think it's just going to come down to who's it going to affect more. You know, the pitchers or the batters, and I think the batters will win that outcome nine times out of ten. Um, but you know, I truly believe a few years ago, like the year Aaron judge won the home run derby, I'm not going to say that he won it because of juiced balls, because the guy is an animal. I am a Mets fan. I love Aaron judge. I think he is fantastic for baseball. I think he's great for upcoming fans and upcoming players. I love the guy. Um, I think he's a massive threat on any team in any league, but he would hit a ball and I'm like, Oh, that's like a foul ball to like right field. And it was a rip. And I was like, okay, this is a little unreal, but I know he's a monster. Like I know he's probably one of the strongest players in baseball. Dude, he is 11 home runs, nine outs. He is not killing it. Um, you know, and then I look at, you know, like this previous year, I don't remember what the home run counts were in general this year compared to last year, but you know, I think a lot of these guys in general have, gone from a normal natural swing to you know launch angles and all of that because your launch angle changes everything and I think that's the big key to this is you have a player like Ozzy Albies he hit 30 what two home runs this year like small Ozzy Albies he is a small man that launch angle is everything but he still has to swing like you know and I'm not saying he was hitting juiced balls this year I don't believe it was a juiced ball year um Dude, this is insane. He's a 13. What is it, like six in a row? Yeah. Well, he had nine outs for a couple um, yeah. a couple swings at this point now. Um, so, you know, I hope they don't have to do anything like that again. Or not like that again, but – and I hope you don't have to see the players change their game for anything. But I do hate the idea of a player having to take off a whole year from the major leagues. I know a lot of these guys go and play in the winters in other leagues in other countries, which is great. But – you know, you don't want to see it and then somebody come back a worse player. Um, so just to touch on the point about the juice ball, they had come out with a report that MLB secretly was using a juice ball and a dead ball unbeknownst to the players involved. So that's been a lot of the heated discussion between the players and the owners that you can't do that. They were using the juice ball in more high profile games. I sent that article in our group. Of course, chat. yeah. Yep. And that didn't get as much play as it probably should have. That was right. – that's disgusting, honestly, because you're playing with guys' numbers and, you know, if yeah. you're a player that's on Pittsburgh, you're not seeing a lot of primetime games. Of course. Why Why shouldn't you benefit from a, a juice ball? And why should you – why should your numbers not be as good as someone who just happened to play in Boston or L.A. or, you know, even yeah. Philly or something like that? Right, exactly. It's terrible. And it's terrible to think like – you know, I know the balls get transported to the the. the I got an ad again, by the way. Too. So, okay. Um, 
And like something I think that hurts is like, you know, do you think the umpires know that the balls are juiced or dead during that game, you know? Yeah. Well, the thing that's that thing that's really bad about it is that now you're starting to play with everybody's numbers to a point where similar to the steroid era, what's real and what's not. You know, right. did the 30 home runs that someone hit in 2017, is that this is that gonna be looked at as tainted? Right. And it's not the fault of like an Aaron Judge who, you know, happened to be you know, possibly in the, he just happened to be in the league while the ball was juiced. And right. maybe he would have hit 25 home runs and not 40. No, absolutely. But you're almost like you're part of the culture now that like now everyone is looked upon with suspicion. Right. Exactly. Which sucks. Um, I don't think you'll ever see it come back. And I think a big thing about that is, um, you know, going back to the steroid era, like, you know Barry Bonds is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, oh, wait, no. I don't think so. I think he should be, but I don't think he will be. You see, and I think if he's not, I think there's something seriously wrong with that, which leading into it is just me saying, you know, if then, if he gets voted, let's say he gets voted in whenever, it doesn't have to be first ballot. If you're going to bring him in with the whole steroid thing, you know, you can bring any of these guys in with the juiced ball. And yeah, like, you know, Aaron Judge has been – Look at that swing. He had the nicest swing in all of baseball, man. Talk about Ken Griffey Jr., sorry. Um, Just making sure we're still t- uh, we're lined up. I'm 50, 56, 35, 36, 37. I'm like three seconds behind you. Hold on. Oh, I just went way too far. Say it again. What are you up to? 56, 43, 44, 45. Tell me when you get to 57. 51. 57 seconds. Uh, 57 minutes. I'm sorry. Okay, one second, four more seconds. I didn't hit plus 10. I ended up hitting. All right, hit play. Okay, thank you. Um, You know, I don't think it should have anything to do with the players today, Um, you know, because it's not something, it's not like the steroid thing. You knew you were doing steroids. These guys don't know, like you said, if they're hitting a juiced ball or a dead ball. Yeah. I think that's a huge difference is, is one of them was a personal choice where the other one is not, you know. Yeah, for a league that's so hung up on numbers and records and what they mean, it seems like they're lose they're using the freedom to just throw in a juice ball to have an uptick in offense with without any regard. Yeah. And how they don't see that's the same thing as steroids or rule changes, I I'm not sure how. And I'm not, you know, lost in the lockout, the fact that they're not bringing up the fact that they use them unbeknownst to the players. Like, that's the biggest bargaining chip you have. Yeah. To say, you guys owe us. Like, right. you're the ones that are are issuing, you know, examples of bad faith. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I hope they come. They can come to an ideal, a deal and they can get to a, a spot where we're seeing baseball in April. But they're still so far apart because of those types of reasons. The trust right. isn't there. Right, exactly, which is fair. And, you know, I kind of mentioned it in our last podcast with Alicia. I think the Players Association, first bully pulls he puts out. That's crazy. Nice. Um, Sean Green was on the Mets, right? We were talking about this before. Yeah, he was on the Mets. He was an outfielder for the Mets for a while. And I remember he ended up – I think he was only there for a season or two. He ended up playing a lot of first base at one point. I think it was just to end the year um, and because they were just out of players. Like it was, 
I think like one of the years he played with them, if it was his first year or second year, the home the home run leader on the team was like Daniel Murphy with seven home runs or something like that. It was disgusting. Yeah, he was on the 06 and 07 Mets. He was on that 06 team where they went, you know, they should have been a World Series champion, but they lost to the Cardinals in the NLCS. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about the other day, and I was thinking about how when Devin texted all of us, and he brought up how uh, – does anyone remember the count? And I think I was the one who remembered it was a full count. I, w- I don't remember who won game six of that. Of what? What do you mean as far as what? The, the Mets-Cardinals uh, game, game six of that series of the NLDS. Like who won the game as far as starting pitcher goes? No, in general, who won the game and who, which team? I don't even know. Oh, the Mets lost in, in seven games. So Right, so who won? But I don't know who won game six. I don't know who was behind and could have closed it out. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, that's true. But but the, the same game seven was the same – was the uh, the catch and also was the – The watch. Obviously the strikeout with Wainwright. Yeah. The, the caught looking. Caught looking, yeah. I yeah, still think I mean, the Cardinals would have won the World – I mean, the Mets would have won the World Series in 06. yeah. They had the team, man. Yeah, I think they were a team of destiny. That was the year that um, Tatis, the senior, hit two grand slams. Yeah. They were unbelievable in 06. It seemed like everything was going from from Delgado yeah. to LaDuca. And... It was one of those teams, man, where you looked at the lineup, and as a fan, you were like, this is freaking awesome. Reyes, then LaDuca, then Beltran, then Delgado, then Wright, then... Uh, who batted six? Chavez was always eighth, and seventh was oh my God, probably was... Sean Green. Dude was in the lineup. Yeah, I don't know if he was a starter. I want to say he was. So he had to play left field, and Tatis was in right field. So maybe Tatis hit sixth. But yeah, they were. Regardless, they were a great team to watch, and yeah, one of those teams that. They just gelled from the beginning of the year, and they weren't the most star-studded team. You, there are some really good players on that team. Right. But more so than just being star-studded, they just gelled, and everyone had a piece, and they knew their they knew their role. Like Even like a guy like Julio Franco, mm-hmm. who was just part of that team and knew his role. And like off the bench, no problem starting, no problem. Like yep. I'll, I'll, I'll get you guys the hit you need. Yeah, and it was cool too because their pitching staff was just it was beautiful. It, they, they were amazing. They were so fun to watch. How many homers did Sean Green finish with? Two. Yeah, it seems like uh, here comes Sosa, so hopefully he puts on a show too. Here's McGuire watching on. McGuire has to be the favorite thus far. Absolutely. I Who did I joke around with before? I don't remember who I picked, but I think at this rate I'm going to go McGuire all, overall. Unless you Sam picked Bagwell will. to begin, I think. Oh, but... Bagwell. Uh, I'll hold on to Jeff Bagwell actually still. Okay, I know the winner, so I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to. Is the winner a righty? Can you tell me that? I won't tell you any of that. I'm just. Okay. You, right. you have you have to just watch and enjoy. All right. This During is a. Green's by Green's the way, is a blast. This is yeah. so much fun. During Sean Green's at bats, any chance you checked out his hat? I did see his hat. Yes, that There's was a, a lot weird... going on in that hat, man. A lot of stuff for a small space. I didn't love that. Yeah, that's a weird Blue Jays hat that he was wearing. Yeah, I do like this Cubs multicolor hat. I like the hat with the with the blue top and the red brim. Looks pretty nice. Yeah, they don't wear that anymore, I don't think. No, I know. Great. I like it a lot. It looks great. 
Three outs, yeah. no homers yet, Sammy. Come on. That Blue Jays uniform that Sean Green's wearing in 99. He Clemens, kept that fair. Clemens was on the team at this point. And I remember I had a Sports Illustrated magazine with a poster that came with Roger Clemens. And it was such a bad, bad uniform. It was yeah. like a cartoon. It's a cartoon Blue Jay that's like flexing his muscle. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's what was on his hat. But it was just like so much, like you said, so much going on you couldn't even see it. Yeah. That first home run that Sammy Sosa just hit was an absolute piss missile. Like I thought that was going to rip foul because it was hooking. And he hit it so hard it stayed straight for so long. Sammy Sosa is ridiculous. I love that video of him after 9-11 holding the little flag and just running the outfield, dude. Yeah, dude. Like You could thank McGuire and Sosa for saving baseball in the 90s because baseball was dying. Look at that. You see that tracker they're showing? Wow, that's a monster shot. Stay fair. Mm, I think that's fair. It wasn't. They showed the tracker of National League home runs compared to American League home runs. The National League is up to 27. The American League is only up to seven. It's pretty nuts. Wow, he's at eight outs right now with only one home run. Nine. Brutal. I only say that the home run count is crazy. I know it's the derby and it's not real pitching. But, you know, with I can't tell you the last time I remember, I remember the National League winning the All-Star game. Um, and, of course, because of the DH, you always see the American League end up with more home runs than the National League. So, dude, is he going to end with one? Wow. Wow. Stuff. You can see he is disappointed. That definitely was not what I was expecting. I have a feeling that Mark McGuire got in his head because he was cheering on McGuire, joking around. And then I think... I have that feeling that, like, as McGuire kept hitting them, Sammy just thought, like, oh, I've got to try and do this and maybe some overswinging there. But one, that's last place right now. Yeah. Scary. Somehow we hit the hour marker, right? This feels like it's been going super fast. I'm not sure. If- yeah. I mean, so so all that's left is Ken Griffey for the first round. Um, yep. So Griffey still has to bat. And I think that's it for the first round. Then we move into the second round where – it looks like it's going to be Maguire, Walker, Bagwell, and yeah, I think that's very cool. But again, yeah. this is this is a lot of fun, Nick. I appreciate you coming on here with me, man. This is awesome. I was actually just going to ask you, when I get too off topic, any clue what we're going to do next? Anything you can think of while they're showing the highlights of Ken Griffey Jr.? Uh it's really, I mean, honestly, it's really up to you. I kind of want to move on to a, another wrestling thing. I think that yeah. that'd be cool no, to do no. here. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I almost want, and it's something that I think you could help me with. If I were to take a whole bunch of my favorite wrestlers or wrestlers I like a lot and I put their names in a hat and I pull it out, and let's say I pull out as a, you know, the, the rock, would you be able to come up with a match that you could think like, Right off the top, you're like, this is the one you're going to watch. Or this is the one you should watch. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think okay, we could do I'm that. Start, while we're doing this, I'm going to start writing down some wrestlers. I'll throw them in my hat. And then if that's how you want to do it, we'll see who I pick. And if you can think of something, we'll do it. If not, or you know, we'll use it for the future even. Yeah, I know someone that commented on, a, I think, our first video. They wanted us to, to watch one of the Ric Flair Sting matches. Yeah, that sounds great. And 
I am totally down. I think I asked, uh, I forget the guy's name, but I can pull up the comment. So I apologize to the, the person who commented, but uh, there's many Flair Sting matches. Are you just looking for us to watch any of them or are you looking for a specific one? So please comment in this video or on the other video and let us know because I think Nick would enjoy those matches uh, seeing old school uh, Flair versus Sting um, in the 80s. So those are some great matches. And you can even go into the 90s where it's Sting versus Flair in WCW. So they are. Flip, um, I flipped that, the hat for, Ken, for KGJ, dude. Say that again. Flipped the hat backwards for Ken Griffey here. Uh, respect. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the same, even though this hat's not really. Eh, it'll work. You'll pull it off. Trust me. This just reminds me of like Triple H in the '90s, where he was like in DX. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Who's cooler in your mind, Griffey or Fernando Tatis Jr.? It's so hard to say. Like I had mentioned to you, I mean, I literally sat forward to watch Ken Griff. Holy crap. But Tatis has never done the, the home run there. I mean, I feel like if he did, it'd be must-see TV. Right. Like, that's something that you'll get baseball fans from around the world who don't watch certain things to come in and check it out. Or like Mike Trout. Like, let's watch Mike Trout do it. Yeah. But the pressure is so immense for these guys that they don't want to do it and be like Sammy Sosa, get one home run. Yeah, right. But maybe they should look at this and say, like, Sammy Sosa, he survived. Like, he was fine. Yeah. Did Sosa, so he had to have won a home run derby in his career, right? Or am I nuts? Not. I don't think so. I mean, the, the, the winners of the home run derbies are not as star-studded as you think. Like, in 2008, at Yankee Stadium, you remember Josh Hamilton, right? Like, right. he went off. Justin Morneau won that one. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, I know the Justin Moore known game only from, like, video games. Yeah, the Yankees would always just beat those twin teams. So, like, I don't yeah. look at Justin Moore no with any any disdain. Of course, yeah, there's no threat there. All right, I'm going to read you the home run derby winners, and I will exclude 1999 so you're not spoiled. Dude, he's at seven out, and he only has one home run, so it's – Ah, uh, never mind. I, I have no idea. I'm, I'm, I'm mind blown right now. He's not looking like he's having much fun. All right, again, I will exclude 1999, but I will read you the winners here, okay? Good. All right, the first home run derby ever was 1985. Took place in Minnesota. Dave Parker, nine outs, one home run. Dave Parker. Yep, 1986 was a tie at the Astrodome. Wally Joyner and Daryl Strawberry tied. Wow. Um, 1987, Andre Dawson at, in Oakland. 1988 was canceled due to rain. 1989, Eric Davis and Ruben Sierra won. Ruben Sierra, the the, the former Yankee? And former uh, division of our, our fantasy league, yep. Wow. 1990, Ryan Sandberg. That took place at Wrigley Field. Stay so hometown fair. Won. Ken Griffey ends with three, dude. Is that enough to get him in? I don't remember. It should be enough. Everyone else finished with two. Yeah, it was 13, 9, 1, or 6. All right, so 91, Ripken won at the Sky Dome in Toronto. Cool. Mark McGuire, 1992 in San Diego. Juan Gonzalez, 1993 in Camden Yards. 94, Griffey won at the Three River Stadium in Pittsburgh. 
95 Frank Thomas in Texas, 96 Barry Bonds in Philly. Oh, he did go to – I didn't know he went to a home run derby. That's like pre like super shredder bonds though. Yeah. Like he was he was roided up, but not quite there yet. Okay, just so you know, Griffey with three makes it to the second round. You were right oh. that everybody else, all the twos didn't. Yeah, no I mean, usually in a no, like normal like based on today's standards, I'm putting my hat forward again. Yeah. Um, nineteen ninety seven, like I said, at Jacobs Field in Cleveland, ninety eight was Ken Griffey Jr., so he's the defending champion going in. That was a course field. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Okay, cool. Skipping 99, and then 2000 was Sammy Sosa. 01 was Luis Gonzalez. 2002, Jason Giambi. 2003, Garrett Anderson. 04, Miguel Tejada. 2005, Bobby Abreu. 06, Ryan Howard. 2007, Vlad Guerrero Sr. 08, Justin Morneau. 09, Prince Fielder. 2010, David Ortiz. 2011, Robinson Cano. 2012, Prince Fielder. 2013, Cespedes. 2014, Cespedes. 2015, Frazier. 2016, Stanton. 17, Judge. 18, Harper. 19, Pete Alonzo. 20 was canceled because of COVID, and then Alonzo won last year. So, Didn't David Wright never won a home run derby? I thought he did too, dude. Hold on. I did. Did he lose to Bobby Abreu? I could have swore he won one as well because I remember yeah. I could picture just sort of like the Mandela effect. I could picture yeah. like the like the front of the newspaper. Oh my god! Um, Maybe he went to the finals one year. That's I wonder. I have a feeling he might have lost to Bobby Abreu. Um, let's see. He lost to Ryan Howard in 06. Ryan Howard, yep. It was in that ugly-ass yellow All-Star jersey because that was a great year for the All-Star for the Mets. It was Billy Wagner, Beltran, Reyes, yep. Wright. Um, that might have been it. I'm trying to remember if a starter went. Like, Tom Glavin might have been a freaking All-Star player that year. Yeah, 06. I mean, the Mets had a lot of players represented there. You said Billy Wagner. So, yeah, he was there as well. Awesome, dude. Awesome player to have. All right, Jeremy Burnitz. He's making me want to go and look for this Milwaukee Brewers hat. I'm not against to do it. <laughs> Let's see. Milwaukee Brewers 1999 uniform. I want to see what the jerseys look like. I have a feeling he's been sitting for a long time. I don't think you're going to see more than four home runs here. Under or over four? What do you think? Here's the uniforms right here. Wow, okay. I'm going to say under four because – Okay. What did he finish with in the first round? What? What did he finish with in the first round? Six. Yeah, I think – I'm going to go with three here. That's one. one and There's two right one. Now. Um, I'm loving on the bottom of the screen the scroll through of like things going on. If you, I don't know if you caught any of them, but Kurt Schilling to start for the American League. I'm sorry, wait, no, he was on the Diamond. Mm. Yeah, 99, he was on the, the Diamondbacks. Phillies. No, he was on the Phillies. Oh, he's a Philly, yeah. So either way, NL. Um, and the year after, he went to the Diamondbacks and won the World Series, yeah. Yep. Is it two? We might be wrong here, Steve. 
Look at these Brewers jerseys, dude. Wow. I don't know like what those are about, but those are horrible. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> you think has the best uniforms today? I said three now. Um, I'm gonna go strictly on home jerseys because I don't want to get into like too many other ones. Um, I think the Dodgers jersey is beautiful because I love the red number on the front. Uh, it's a nice little subtle thing. I love it as well. Um, because the back is blue, right? Yes. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, trying to give out a home jersey I like. I hate the Phillies logo. Um, I hate everything about the Marlins uniform. Marlins uniform is really bad. Yeah, it's real trashy. Um, uh, that's four for Burnett's. Wow. So you said Ooh, Mark's looking scared. How disappointed would this be if Jeremy Burnett's won this 1999 home run derby? I mean, crazy. Did you notice Alfonso Soriano sitting there? I did, yeah. Young man right there. I dude, I was a huge Alfonso Soriano guy. Anytime I played like a baseball game, I would always trade or draft him. He could be honestly if Mo didn't blow the save in two thousand one. He hit that go-ahead home run in 2001 in Game 7. He could be looked at as a completely different legend yeah. in Yankee lore, except yeah. he's just kind of forgotten. Yeah. Loved him as a uh, as a leadoff batter, always. Yeah, he was one of my favorite Yankees for sure in, like, 2003. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I do not like the Yankees jerseys. Um, I don't understand how you don't like the Yankees home jerseys. It's so crisp and so beautiful. It is. I mean, it is. I just – I do love the subtlety in the logo, how small it is. That's five for Burnett's. I do like the no last name thing a lot. I like that that's been tradition. Um, so I guess I, I do like the Yankees jersey. I do like the Orioles jerseys a lot. Um, I'm trying to think. Now I'm going to go west a little bit. Do not like the Astros jerseys. Do not like the Athletics jerseys. The Angels, the Mariners, the Cubs. I'm just like going through teams randomly. So Burnett's finished with five home runs here. Mm -hmm. I like how Stuart Scott's pulling them post their performance. And yeah, I don't think they do that. Like they do do some interviews post and pre. Yeah. In the batting cages and stuff. But like, I don't know. This is pretty cool. Like there's a nice little format they got going here. Absolutely. I have a feeling like during this, like you all took batting practice on the field. It's not like we're like last year, like Alonzo finished the, the semifinal round and went back into the cage. And instead of watching Mancini was just hitting. And I was like, you're going to get tired. And then he comes out and crushed it. And I was like, this is pretty sick. We're like, I you know, I, we didn't see what Jeremy Burnett was doing in between rounds, but like, I kind of get the vibe that like you saw Mark McGuire, he's just sitting there hanging out. Like, I feel like there's no in-betweens like that, you know? Yeah, Pete Alonso definitely takes this much more seriously than a lot of players did. Yeah. He um, really wants to win. Yeah, which I respect a lot. You know, it's put his name – I mean, that's not the only thing that put his name on the map, of course, but um, I did love the music and everything with him. Like, you know, I, you know I am not <laughs> – you know me, dude. I am not about swag on the field at all. I hate it. 
I think it's bad for baseball. I think it's bad sportsmanship. I think it's bad professionalism. You know, I can't stand that shit. When he was like bobbing at the plate, I was like, all right, you're feeling yourself. That's cool. That's cool. And then he won it. I was like, awesome. He won. I hated at the end of that this year when he won his like final thing was like, just have to prove him the best power hitter in baseball. And I was like, I don't love that. You just said that was not a fan of that. Yeah. The thing is though, like the home run derby is an exhibition and I guess like it should be treated as such. And that kind of stuff attracts fans, whether we like it or not, it attracts people to the game. I know. And I think that sort of like, yeah, it may come off as sort of, I guess, cocky or egotistical. It could be, you know, but a lot of people enjoy that where it click, it create a lot of clicks on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram where like he became a meme. Cause I think like that girl, like we talked, we going back to what we were talking about an hour ago, someone like hit into the outfield and like tore her ACL or whatever. And he's just like bobbing to like, like he has like a, the like a box stereo on his shoulder. Yeah. Like, you know, I know it's different because he's a mess. So obviously, I liked that, but like, I just think it's bad. I, I, I hate it, dude. Hate it. Hated, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get into it. The bias, well, like, it... tag, dude, stop. Like, cool. You did nothing there. Yachty threw the ball, dude. Yachty's gun is what made that play. Right. To separate the fact that, like, you winning the home run derby doesn't make you the best power hitter in baseball. Exactly. It makes you the best batting practice hitter in baseball which yeah. is a cool feat like yeah i would hang that mantle i would hang that trophy on my mantle right I'm not taking it away from him but and you know whatever i like alonzo i think he's good for new york because i think it adds a little bit of zest to a met team that needed it and yeah. you know trust me this year they won't need alonzo to be any more than just who he is on the field they got a lot of personality and i think max will take a lot of the brunt of uh the media yeah. Uh, responsibilities i would say he's gonna he's gonna do a lot of the heavy lifting in that regard and that's gonna be huge for that whole team yeah i think i think alonzo besides the home run derby is a great professional sportsmanship full athlete um i think the guy busts his ass every day and my big thing is too is even when he's not hitting home runs the guy is on base you know he hits i think he hits really well um you know of course there are times i get he gets up in the ninth and i'm like just win it just ended here i know we're tied i just want to go to bed um, and then he'll hit like a ground ball and nobody will bring him home. But uh, I just think he's great for the team and for their, for their, for their ego. I think he boosts their spirits a lot. So um, that's just a big thing for me. Carlton. Yeah. Fisk, why do I know yeah. that name? He's a Red Sox legend, my man. Okay, cool. So I think, um, I mean, going back to what you said about Alonzo and despite what Alicia said in the podcast last week, Max Scherzer will do a lot of pitching and I think he will do a lot of the heavy lifting as far as media obligations go. Mm-hmm. And you can't discredit what that will help the team with because you need a guy to be up in front and talk to you, talk to the media during a losing streak. He's the guy. Right. And he'll take it head on. And a guy like Pete Alonso doesn't have to be, you know, focus on his play on the field. And on top of that, be the leader of a team. Yeah. I'm not saying Pete's not going to be the leader of the team anymore. Right. But I think a lot of sort of when the, the going gets tough, a veteran player goes a long way. Right. And you even got a guy like Eduardo Escobar. And, you know, he is a guy who's he's been there and he's played on some winning teams. And don't discredit the fact that adding those guys to the locker room goes a very long way for a young team. 
Absolutely, 100%. You know, I think I think it's a little bit different when you're talking to a pitcher compared to a batter or a position player, however you want to word it. Wow, um, finished with one, by the way. Bagwell finished with one. Yeah, I was not expecting that. We are at an hour 23, guys, so uh, we'll be with you for another 20 minutes, and then we're going to do a wrap-up of the Home Run Derby. So This is a lot of fun, see. man. I have to say. This honestly is a lot of fun to watch. And like, if you guys have any suggestions, if Nick, if you think of anything about that you want to watch, I think we're pretty much open to watching anything. In all honesty. Yeah. I mean, I like the whole, um, like next Sunday I'm off again. That's my actual Sunday off. So I'm hoping we can do this again next Sunday. Um, I'm definitely down for that. Yeah. Between wrestling and baseball, man, you know, I don't mind if we watch whole games, whole matches. I'm down for anything. It's just so cool to watch them. I'm blown away with this, just like I was blown away, but in a different way with sports compared to wrestling is, you know, from last week. But this is a lot. This is really cool to see. Um, one game I would like to watch in full for a watch along, something I think it's just an emotional game. I love that uh, first game back for the Mets after 9-11 against the Braves. When the Mets get on the field or before they get on the field at every home game, just like all sports teams do, like on the boards and everything, you see like a highlight reel of things. And when you see Piazza swing, dude, I tear up every time. It just rips my heart. It just, it's so, I think that's one of the coolest things I'll ever see. Yeah. One of the greatest moments in sports history during a regular season game. Yeah. So I'm definitely down to watch that game. That was the first um, event in New York City post 9 11. And yep. for the younger people that are watching this or listening to us or in general, younger people, they don't understand the significance of it. It meant so much for people to gather in a place and feel, I guess, safe enough to do so. Because right. at the time, you didn't know what to expect or what would happen or could we get back together. And yeah, um, and the fact that people were gathered at Shea Stadium and then Piazza you know, hit that home run to lead the Mets to victory. Yeah. Yeah, it was a game that you thought like was lost and – you know, spirits were just so down to begin with. And, dude, he hit that ball and it was outside. Like, he got the bat out. It was just – it was insane. I, I – it was crazy. Yeah. No way to put it. That, and then I always love watching – I don't remember when it was. What did uh, President George W. Bush throw out the first pitch for the World Series that year? In 2001, he threw out the – I yeah. love that whole interview and everything because when he came out – I don't remember when it was I watched it. They showed him he's at one already. Griffey Jr. up one and one. See, now now McGuire looks nervous. Is this out? It's a high ball. Okay, that's an out. I remember listening to the interview, and George W. Bush was like, yeah, I was warming up. I was surrounded by security, and he's like, I had my, my personal guards and everything there. And he's like, and all of a sudden down the tunnel into the where, into where I was like practicing warming up my arm, comes Derek Jeter and he comes and he shakes my hands. He gets to walk through security. They had to pat him down and he goes and I shake Derek's hand and we were talking. And before I went out there, he, I asked him if he had any, any advice for me. And Derek Jeter told him you have to throw a strike. <laughs> and Bush was supposed to throw it from the bottom of the mound. And if I remember correctly, first of all, he ran out of the dugout and his like, you saw like two of his, uh, security team people were like chasing him because he wanted to get out there. When he got to the top of the stairs, he started briskly walking and he went to the top of the mountain and threw a strike dude. And that I thought was just 
fucking cool as hell. Yeah. Like, There's no better way to describe it. And at first I thought, oh, cool. Like, you know, the fans went nuts. That one he reached home plate too was right down the middle. But then when you hear the interview later on, I was like, is that four already? Wow. Griffey catching fire right now. Yeah. If this is out to center field, he's hitting it to all parts of the park. Oh, boy. It's getting hot. He knows, too. I love seeing players cheer other players on, dude. 2001 was a unique World Series in that uh, the home team won every game. So I'm down to watch any of those games, although the Yankees lost that World Series. Yeah, I know. That's all those movie. games are very memorable. And yeah. I'm, if any of the games in, in – Yankee Stadium. I'm down to watch any of those, but the Tino Martinez home run. Yeah. Uh, oh, what a game that I, dude. I'll, you know what we should watch? I've never watched the full Aaron Boone home run game. That's a long game. I'm definitely down to do it. I think yeah, it's dude. yeah. I'm down to do it for sure. Griffey is at seven. He also just hit one opposite field, so now he hit all parts of the park. We would definitely need to get like a six pack or something and do that. That's a that's a long one. Oh yeah, absolutely. We could, and we can always watch. Like you know, if you, to, if you could think of ways to break it up. But when I read that book on Derek Jeter and he talked about that, that was so cool to read. That like gave me like those like like my heart fluttered. I was like, oh, this is sick! Like such a cool game. It sounded like the craziest part too. About I mean, there's a lot of crazy parts about that game. How Mo winds up back on the mound. If you watch that highlight when Aaron Boone is circling third base. Mariano Rivera's on the mound. Really? So if you watch the highlight, he's like on his knees on the mound, like exhausted because he runs back out and just lays on the mound. Weird. Yeah. So go back and watch the highlight of it. He, cause I think he was expecting to pitch. So he was in the dugout ready to come out again. And he came out, and I guess he was like ready to celebrate with the team, but he went to the dugout. I mean, he went to the, the, the mound. That's cool. And just laid there. And I think I forget who was on top of him, but it's bizarre because Wakefield, who threw the pitch for the Red Sox, walks off the mound. Right. He's off the field. But Mariano Rivera is on the mound. And I always remember like seeing that. Like, how does he wind up back there? And like he's not with he's not like by home plate, ready to like Aaron Boone. He's just on the mound. Real cool. Very unique. Like it was very bizarre. Griffey with 10. with 10. It's it's definitely kind of crazy to see some of these guys. Like, they didn't hit as many home runs. I guess they're getting warmed up now. But they should be tired, shouldn't they? Like, they're, they're hitting better now. Yeah, I would think so. I think there's a lot of time between the first and second round, too. And Griffey, I mean, I have to imagine, had the shortest amount of time since he hit last in the first round compared to now. But um, – I think you're going to see McGuire here get to the finals quick. That's my prediction. He only has to hit six, I think, because Burnett's hit five, five or six. So I think you're going to see McGuire have some good picks, pitch selection. Or I now see now that I say it, now I'm wondering if you're going to see the battle of the lefties. But I don't think McGuire is going to step back from this. Yeah, McGuire's batting next, I think, right? Yeah, he's the last. Per- this is the last person for the semifinals already. Um. So. Kind of crazy to even think about, but the Mariners, the last time they made the playoffs was two years after this that we're watching. Wow. It was a one. So the Mariners, they made quite the run this year, and they were exciting with their young players, um, whether it be Jack Hellenic or just the exciting players that they have yeah. that are at the major league uh, roster at this point. I was they really made a push to the playoffs, but. 
I was really pulling for that huge three-way tie between the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Mariners. I knew in my heart it wasn't going to happen that last week. Like the Mariners had to win outright. And there was the one game, I don't remember this this year, there was the one game they were like down in the eighth. And then all of a sudden they came back and won in the ninth. And I was like, this it was so cool. And I think there were a lot of great things about the Mariners this year. You know, they obviously posed a bigger threat than usual. Um, I think the whole thing they did for Kyle Seeger was great. And I didn't even realize how long he's been in the league for at that time. Um, Jared Kalenic coming up, you know, it's cool to, it's cool to see his name out there. It sucks that it's not on a Mets Jersey, but it's cool to see, you know? Yeah. And you could just see, you could like feel the atmosphere watching it on TV. And that's my thing, dude. Like if you go back and you watch the first two months of the season and you look at the stands, they're not very filled. You go back and you watch the last month. I know it took a long time for them to get there. You watch the last month or two months of the seasons. Like, it's awesome to see how electric Seattle was for baseball, man. Yeah. Because all they've had for so long are the damn Seahawks, who I hate. So Yeah, they love their Sounders in MLS as well, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you're right. They love their teams, and they love their sports. And the Mariners have been, you know, it's been a long time coming, and I'm hoping that they can break that threshold this year. Yeah. It's hard to be one of those cities that's got a major name and have, you know, one or two good sports teams out of, like, the three you have. You know, now they have the Seattle Kraken, um, who I don't think are going to make a big splash this year, maybe maybe in the future. But for now, you know, I think it's great that they have a hockey team. I haven't actually really watched them much. I'm hoping fans are going to those games. but Yeah, they're, they're definitely doing well attendance-wise. Good. McGuire's up four outs, five outs. Wow. At zero. I just said he was going to have some pick selection. He's just ripping at everything. That's an out. Short right field. Is that yeah, this format doesn't lend well for anyone that, like, gets off to a slow start at all. Yeah. Now you can see it in his eyes. He's, like, going wide-eyed like I've got to do. Is that out? No. Dude. Is it going to be lefty-lefty in the final? Let's see. I mean, if it is, I'm going to... I mean, McGuire's going to have to go on a run here if he wants to make the final. Yeah, that's one. He only needs he needs five or six. Uh, yeah. I think he needs six to make it. I don't know. That's a lot of swinging. Oh, dude, I love this. So I don't know if you just noticed in that last swing. He shortened his swing. And oh, yeah. And still has power. I love that. Get out. He did it again. Oh, man, his hands are going so fast now. This is so cool. He's going to go. It's going to be him and Griffey if I had to bet. Oh, you can't go opposite way with short hands for power, though. It doesn't work that way. He's got two more outs left. Let's see what he can do. This is exciting, dude. It's cool that Sosa's still there watching, you know, despite being out. Yeah, despite having a terrible round. Yeah. But Sosa wins the year after. Pretty cool. It's all, I mean, that should be proof too. Like if it, if Tatis goes in there and he like stinks up the joint, who cares? Like it's right. You know, it's the same mindset that like these players have. Like that's why LeBron James won't do the dunk contest. Lefty, you should have... lefty. What is this? Yeah. All right. Exactly. Got Jeremy Burnett's versus Ken Griffey Jr. for the for the home run derby championship, nineteen ninety nine. Very cool. For our league, we don't do anything for the home run derby. I know we do like the the betting pool or whatever. Yeah, 
we usually do the all-star game. Maybe we should do something for the home run derby this year. Yeah. I like or it. one or the other. Um, it's hard to get people together two nights in a row. Right, absolutely. Makes it difficult. We're all pretty spread out, you know. All right, um, any predictions for the winner of this home run derby, Nick? So Bernitz is going to hit first. He hit like five in the first round and five in the second. Griffey will hit second. Uh... I don't know. Part of my heart is telling me Burnett's like you had me you had me watch this to like see like the real underdog of this thing, but if Griffey gets his bat going, you know, that's that beautiful swing going. I love that launch angle they show, dude. That that low corner swing. Yeah, um, holds up well for sure. I don't know, man. Uh I'm, I you know what? I'm just gonna go Griffey because if I was a betting man, I would have taken Griffey if you told me it was going to be these two. But to lose my money would be okay. I think ba- I think for sure baseball would have wanted McGuire versus Griffey in the final. Yeah. It, but, you know, like I said, you know, how many of these home runs, like I wish we could see how many of these balls hit to right field would have been out if the fence was a normal height. I, want, I would love to know that. Think about that. Well – if they did the, I mean, they can apply the, like, I know they have the home run derby on two different channels now that they have the one, the advanced stats. And they also right. have the ones that are just like for like this broadcast where they're just showing the home runs go out. Yeah. Um, but they show the launch angle and they can show how far the ball went, how far it would have went if it was in a different park. So all that data exists now yeah. and you can apply it, you know, after the fact now too, as well. So um, we're living in a different era now, but I'm sure people can go of back course. and I'm sure there are people that do what we're doing now, watching it yeah. and applying that knowledge as well. Yeah, I think so. I, don't, I, I can't imagine you're wrong. We may be the only two people on earth right now watching the 1999 home run derby. How's that feel? It's exciting. I hit six and six. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> if Jeremy Burnett wins this, this is crazy. Um, it's cool, man, and I hope people watch along with this and join in on us with these things because I'm literally like smiling cheek to cheek right now, excited for the final round of this. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, at some, we had a few people in here earlier, so if you guys are watching this after the fact, enjoy it as we go. Leave some comments below and let us know what you're thinking. Uh, if you remember being a baseball fan in 1999, how old you were and what this meant to you, and have you been to Fenway Park? Uh, do you like it as much as I do? Uh, yeah. any comment. And then also too, let us know what you want us to watch along and maybe it's something Nick hasn't watched or maybe it's something I haven't watched. Yep. And we are definitely down to just having a conversation and talking over it. This, this is just about like just doing things like this. And, uh, to me, it's a great time. And oh, dude, this is as awesome. long as it's older, it's retro to me. So there you go. it could be last year. It's still retro. Is he All one right. for one already? Damn. Oh, Bernitz, man. Bernitz going to win this? I love the tight elbow swing. A lot of people hate it because it leads to that uppercut swing, which is fine, but. Yeah, even watching their swings, like, even through this, it's so different than today that these guys. When you look at it, it's insane to look at their stance in general, 
you watch guys today, some of these guys have such an open stance, such a close. You, you watch John Carlos Stanton. He is the fastest hands, I think, in baseball with a bat. He's just so strong because he's got that ridiculous closed stance. You're not supposed to be able to hit inside pitches for home runs like he does. It's amazing what he does. Yeah. And I look like these guys, like uh, like Tatis does it, Jim, James McCann does it on the Mets. He has a ridiculously open stance. It causes a lot more action in your swing and a lot more to take place. And your timing has to change in so many different ways. So to watch these guys with like basic batting stances, they like aren't wiggling the bat nearly that much. Like I think about when you think about the bat wiggle, you think of Gary Sheffield, that ridiculous, you know, hand clapping back and forth. Like so many things had to happen, but it caused the power in his swing. But I respect these guys with their that's gone. I respect these guys with their basic stances there. You know, tucked in real low. Like, do you remember uh, who was the shortstop for the Cardinals? David Eckstein? Is that his name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, He would stand. Dude, he'd – I'll fucking show you. He would stand. He'd be so tiny. He wouldn't be up at all. He'd have, like, his ass out. He'd make his batter, his, his batter's box so short. Do you remember Craig Council's stance as well for the Brewers? Oh, he's, he's a high back hand. Oh, he's the manager of the Brewers now, but he yeah. was on the Diamondbacks for that World Series team. Yeah. And I used to mimic that in Little League just, like, to joke around. It was such a memorable sense. But I don't know how he hit that way. Yeah. Oh, I forgot this was five out. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, he would have his bat, his hands so high up, and his legs were, like, straight. He looked like a giant. Uh, I know we have a couple minutes left because we have Griffey to bat, see if he can beat Jeremy Bennett's two home runs. So if he can get past two, he's the winner. In five um, outs. What what's your opinion on – uh, what the players are doing by like graying out their faces on Twitter and social media to sort of mock what they did on the MLB website. Did you see that? I did not. So MLB.com, uh, as soon as the lockout happened, I know we, we had a podcast live as it happened. They took off all the players off their website and replaced the stats with just blank uh, blacked out faces, just like grayed out faces, like as if it's like an anonymous player. Wow. So a lot of the players on Twitter and their social media for Instagram and Twitter, they change their profile picture to that exact anonymous thing to sort of mock them. Mm -hmm. um, but someone had said, you know, it's the best example of what baseball is without the, without the players, nothing. Yeah. Their website is just nothing at this point. Right. Um, but go on any, like if you guys want to go on any player right now on, on Twitter, all their actual uh, profile pictures are grayed out. Um, just show solidarity in the uh, the lockout for the players and for the union cause. We have two outs, so he needs two home runs in the next three outs. Let's see if Griffey can do it, dude. He so he so he hit an out to right field, left field, and now center field. I'm trying to think. In the first round, dude, he has only in, two outs left. In the first round, he only needed three home runs, and he came alive and. All right, there's one. He can't. Is that gone? Oh, it is. Okay. He came alive in the last three outs. In the second round, he came alive early. So now that he's down to two, I mean, that's four swings. That's got to that, be out, right? Yeah, that's gone. The camera just like immediately popped up with it. Yeah. All right, one more and he wins it. Yeah, you're hot. Swing again, real quick. Swing again. What are you doing? What are they doing? It's taking a break for a sec. Taking a breath. Lame. Swing away, man. You're hot. Swing. I'm big on that. 
I'll say it right now. I am huge on, and I'd love to see the stat. You watch some of these pitchers that take a minute between pitches. The Mets relievers are one of them. They do it all the time. They suck because they stand there and they think and they're in their heads. It's freaking terrible. You watch the great pitchers today, Steve. They are throwing every 20 seconds because they know what they're going to throw or their catcher calls the perfect throw pitch and they're go, go, go. Like it's no crap. Like, but so I'm big on momentum is what I should be saying. So the fact that they just paused on Griffey, like what, what happens? Oh, it can end in a tie. You told me it could. Yeah. Cause the other, other ones ended in a tie. So, Oh man. Uh, I'm going to say he has, he goes to out number four. And I don't know what to say, how it ends. <laughs> I do. There's a lot to be said though, about what you're saying, just going out there and try not to overthink because a lot of baseball is mental. Yeah. And we see a lot of guys getting their heads. I mean, a role this Chapman's one of those guys. Yeah. He over pitches and he's starting to overcompensate by trying to overthrow. Yeah. And then he can't throw a strike. Yeah. So you start to get in your own head and you can almost like, you could foresee what's going to happen. You're He's going to walk the guy or, you know, even worse, hit a guy like he did with Brousseau. And yeah, you know, so you're right. Just go out there and just, I guess, let your skills take control. And here comes yeah. Griffey again, takes a pitch. Luckily, that's not an out. That's gone. Uh, that's got to be the win right here, right? Very cool. Ken Griffey well, Jr., 1999, home run derby winner. Dude, I was expecting it to be out number four when he came back in, that pause and everything. Very cool. That was a lot of fun to watch, Nick. Yeah, seriously, dude. Stuart Scott with the game-winning interview. Very cool. I wish that YouTube would allow us to share this, the video alongside this, dude. It'd be so cool for people to watch us do it. But It's weird because it's on YouTube and they allow it to be here. I know, exactly. But I don't know if it would allow you to even share your screen right now. Probably not. Um, so he's back-to-back champions because he won in 98 also? He did, yeah. And when was his rookie season? Do you remember off the top of your head? Uh, I believe 1993, but okay. I pull up his – let's see. Very cool, man. This is great. 89 was his rookie year. Wow, I I did not think this was ten years into his career, and he played all the way into two thousand ten. So he's only been retired for about eleven years now at this point. Insane. Yeah, he Very bounced cool. around for a bit. He wasn't as electric as he was. He ended his career in Seattle. Okay, but you know he went to Cincinnati for quite some time. Where right, I remember that his career sort of went to fizzle out for a bit. Yeah, but for that short burst of time, he definitely was the best player in baseball. Oh, 100%. If not the most exciting, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. Like I was saying, you you know, I always remember hearing him. He had the best swing in baseball, and watching it is just insane. Some guys are only good with power when they have their arms extended. Some guys can do it all, and that swing is just gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I love how the afterwards, it's a simple post-game interview. He walks over, and he's humble, dude. Great to see. I think that's wonderful. So, that, I mean, that's it, Nick. What's your thoughts on – give me some final thoughts on the Home Run Derby. You can give me a star rating. I know you gave me the star ratings for the Royal Rumble 2003. You gave me the star rating for Chris Benoit versus Kurt Angle for the title. Give me a give me a star rating out of 10 for this Home Run Derby. Out of 10, oof. I'm going to go <laughs> – I'm 
I'm probably going to go like seven, seven and a half. My only reason, you know what hurt this home run derby for me? I know it's a lot different than today's because it's 10 outs. There wasn't a lot of home runs hit all, all around. You know, those twos in the first round and Sosa hitting one. Like, I think I was expecting a little – I was expecting more from Sosa. I don't know that I was expecting more from any of those other guys, but I think overall I was looking forward to, like, some more balls being crushed. But I think the way that it ended up, real cool, man. It definitely would be cool to see Griffey in his prime with the format today. Yeah. With the clock and the golden ball and what he'd be able to do in that format. And then add on top of that, potentially a juice ball. Right. I don't know. It'd be cool to see what, see what Griffey could do. Or even Mark McGuire. Like, yeah. Throw these guys out there and see Plus what they, they can do. Plus they get a timeout in the middle of it. So it's like, oh, you're a little tired. You take a real timeout. Because there was no timeouts until that last moment with Griffey. And that's when I was like. Yeah, and it wasn't even initiated by Griffey. It was initiated by... Yeah, I was like, this is so weird. Like, why are they doing this? But... Yeah. Real neat, dude. That was awesome. I'm glad we did that. It was cool. That was very cool. Big fan of Fenway. Um, Like I said, the green monster plays a role in this thing, man. So, real neat. It's cool to see the backdrop. And a lot of times, the All-Star Game is at new stadiums. Yeah. It's cool to pay homage to the older stadiums and... You know, Wrigley Field and Fenway Park and, and the old Yankee Stadium those and Dodger Stadium, those places have uh, a special place in baseball history. And when showcased on a big stage like that, whether it be at the All-Star Game or it be the World Series, things like that, they can shine really bright. And I think yeah. there's, a, there's a place in baseball for these old stadiums. And the temptation for a lot of franchises to create new stadiums and make the big bucks with the the luxury suites and do what the Yankees did or what the Mets did. Yeah. Um, but I am happy to see that, you know, Fenway park is going to live well past our lifetime. Yeah. And same thing with Wrigley field because it's an establishment in the community. Yeah, absolutely. It's a shame yeah. to see like a, a stadium, like Yankee stadium disappear. It could have been renovated to a point where at least the hollow ground that you are playing on is the same field that all these legends played on. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so crazy to think because it's like we were kind of talking about minor details earlier with the red number on the Dodgers and the hat for the Orioles. I am like so unbelievably grateful as a Mets fan, as silly as this may sound, that in the parking lot at City Field is where home field, where home base, first base, second base, and third base, the parking lot of it has Shea Stadium's outline to it. I love that so much. I just think it's, oh, it's very cool. In the park across the street, um, 161st Street. There's a little league field in and in the outfield is where home plate for Yankee Stadium used to be. Oh, I didn't know that. That's so awesome. you can just go stand there and like it has markers about where the fence was and all that. That's sick. I didn't know that. Um, it is cool, but you know, I yeah. wish the old stadium was there. Yeah, it's not the same. It's you know, I like the outside of the new Yankee Stadium look, but overall, it's just I've only been there like three times now. It's just not the same. Yeah, I'm a sucker for like the historic stadiums and we're, we're they... vintage guys. Yeah. I mean, Aceville Retro, you know? Nick That's the right. comic book nerve. We both love things that are old and nostalgic. Yeah, and exactly. Nothing's more nostalgic than an old baseball stadium, in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess let's let's wrap up on some final thoughts and just sure. figuring out um where we're going next Sunday. So we both agree to watch a wrestling match. We will post that on Instagram. I'll post an update about what match we decide to. So stay tuned for that. 
Um, I think this would be this episode's on the longer side uh, than most episodes. We're looking, we're going to go live again next Sunday. So I thought this format worked well. So I appreciate the comments that you guys dropped in here. And we will definitely guide the conversation if you guys have questions, comments. And even if it has nothing to do with what we're watching, like, you know, I want to talk about comic books or wrestling or whatever, like the current CBA in baseball, we're happy to have conversations while you guys have us on here. Yeah, absolutely. And check out the stuff that uh, Steve puts out during the middle of the week. You know, we did, uh, you did two this week. Yeah. Yeah. We we did the the day the lockout broke out. I'm definitely going to be popping on here, whether it be tomorrow night um, or Tuesday night, uh, just giving you guys an update on probably wrestling. Uh, Maybe I'll review NXT war games and raw, or just talk about dynamite and things going on in wrestling. Yeah. Not much going on in baseball. Uh, we're, at a, we're at a standstill as far as the lockout goes. So as soon as we have news with that, I'll definitely drop some info on here with you guys and talk about where we are. And hopefully we'll have a baseball season come April. Yeah, I think, like I said, I've been confident about it. I still am. You know, I know the, the whole I didn't know about the graying out thing. Um, I still do feel confident that you're going to see 162 games in a regular season format with no no BS. That's my that's what my gut's telling me. Yeah, and drop in the comments if you want Alicia back in here um, or if you think we should give her a lifetime ban for her performance here uh, <laughs> last week. So, best, uh, best ever. Alicia, when you guys, if you guys watch that video, Alicia is very passionate. She is, she is, a, she is a fan, you know. There's, yeah. no, there's no way around it. She is a baseball fan. Yeah. In a lot of ways, like I think you mentioned before, she's blinded by her fandom of the Yankees in a lot yeah. of ways, so. Absolutely, you know, her heart's yeah. in the right place. I get it, man. It's it, it, it's hard, um, you know, but I love that she's a part of our group. I couldn't see it anyway without her. And in the interesting part, too, and I know we're kind of winding down to the end here, is we couldn't get her on the For the Fame wrap-up show ever. You know, it took us – I had to, like, hunt her down in person to have a conversation. But a random – what was that, last Sunday? Um, or was no, it Wednesday? Wednesday? I forget what day it was. Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday? She uh, it was a Thursday actually. She just pops on here, no so, problem. So you uh, don't know who's gonna pop in here at any given time. We send out the invite in the baseball chat. Um, invites are always out, so there may be any guests popping in, and people are welcome. Come have a conversation. Let's talk about things that you guys like, whether it be wrestling, baseball, old school sports, video games, yeah, um, comic books. You have the expert here with us, Nick. So have any conversation you want. Yeah, seriously, guys, join in, join in on the fun. But we gotta, we gotta get the whole crew on the bait on the YouTube channel soon, dude. Dude, if we get ten people on here, that'd be amazing. We could have yeah. everyone having conversation and um, going from there. So I think this video will download directly to YouTube. So as soon as you guys are watching this, please like and subscribe, comment. Make sure to check out Nick's page, Nick the Comic Book Nerd. Um, he is uh, great content. He puts it out, you know, m- multiple times a week. So make sure you're on that page and checking out. He does a lot of good giveaways. Um, but I am Steven Acefield. That's Nick, the comic book nerd. We'll see you guys, uh, in a few. Thanks for watching. Thanks for hanging out, everybody.